Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Mark Jackwood. He is a director of the Poultry Diagnostic and Research Center at the University of Georgia. Mark, thanks for coming. My pleasure, Joe. Now, the thing with infectious bronchitis is that it almost seems like the, the flu in humans. It's a little bit different every year. It is. Uh, it has the capacity to change quite rapidly, as do all uh, RNA viruses. The way they uh, replicate, uh, they are not able to fix mistakes that are made in the genome when they, when they do replicate. So they can uh, uh, create new strains that are a challenge to control because it changes the, the neutralization uh, epitopes on those. And we have to develop new control methods, new vaccines to be able to keep up with it. But you can't, like with flu and humans, they'll say that, well, we came out with a different vaccine this year. But you can't do that with infectious bronchitis all the time. No, we can't. I mean, sometimes you get lucky, but for the most part, uh, everything's retrospective. So we can look and see what viruses we had uh, circulating in the field last winter, because this is very much a seasonal disease, uh, and then try to predict, you know, where are going to be some problem areas, what, uh, you know, we need to be looking for uh, coming fall when the next season will start. But to predict the future, I mean, we're just not there yet. We just can't do it. There are techniques to look at the evolutionary track that these viruses do take uh, so we can tell how fast they're going to change, but we can't really tell what they're going to look like. Mark, I want to learn more about why infectious bronchitis keeps changing. You touched on it a little bit at the top of our discussion, but is it something that's unique to this virus or is it something in the way we're managing it or in the way we're raising broilers. Could you speak to that, please? Sure. And, and it's a little bit of both. I mean, the, the virus itself, being an RNA virus, is prone to change. All RNA viruses do that, so that's not unique to coronaviruses, other viruses like influenza and, you know, uh, rheoviruses, those RNA viruses have changed. The um, pressure then that's put on them by the environment, by the bird, is what allows those changes to become fixed over time, is what we call viral evolution. But in order for the virus to change, it's got to replicate. And that's where our role comes in, because if we do a poor job of vaccinating, we're allowing those field viruses to replicate. For instance, poor job of vaccinating. Our hatchery vaccine uh, mechanisms, they're not performing properly. We, somebody will cut the dose. We're using the wrong vaccine at the wrong time, uh, those kind of things. Uh, then when we allow those viruses to replicate, they can change even quicker, and then we get the emergence of new strains. So our role is to do a good job vaccinating, shut the viruses down so they can't replicate, and that will help with the new strains popping up. Mark, one of the challenges with infectious bronchitis, of course, has been diagnostics, uh, trying to figure out which variant is out there and then also separating that variant from what may have come from the vaccine or what may have actually been in that particular house. Uh, but it sounds like you have some exciting news on the diagnostics front. Sure, yeah, so we've, we've discussed surveillance a lot and, and that's really important and I think a lot of companies are starting uh, to, to do that as a monitoring to try to keep track of where these strains are and everything. But, Previously, the test that we use is a real-time PCR test. It's very fast. We can do hundreds of samples at the same time. But that only told us if there was bronchitis there or not. Now we've developed uh, uh, some real-time PCR tests that can distinguish the 
type of virus that's there. So we can rapidly now distinguish whether we have different infectious bronchitis virus types in flocks. So that's a big change because we can now screen for specific types that would be either vaccine-related or field virus-related. The other thing that we've been doing is we can take the sequence data from those samples and we can look at them and compare them in a um, what's called a network analysis and that then sorts the viruses out as to being vaccine or vaccine origin type viruses or true field viruses. And we do that type of analysis now, we can look at a sample and say, yeah, okay, they were vaccinated with mass. We got a mass vaccine or we got a mass type virus back out of these birds. Is it truly vaccine related virus or is this a pathogenic virus that's floating in the field? To do the bird studies to prove that it is pathogenic takes a long time, it's expensive, but now we can do it molecularly. And this is a test that is readily available to the industry today? It is a PDRC, yep, in our lab. We've been doing it, yep. So, I mean, we do, we do have some limited capacity, but yes, we're, we're offering it to the, to the industry. So, practically speaking, with that information, will this allow poultry companies to better plan their vaccination programs? Uh, that's the hope. I mean, what we'd like to be able to do is the surveillance so that we know the distribution of these different variant viruses, how, you know, how widespread they are, and then be able to go into certain areas with vaccine programs that are targeted to those specific viruses. So we're hoping that rather than take a blanket approach with, you know, a particular vaccine across the company, we can, within the company, actually target areas uh, regional that we can uh, use specific vaccines for the viruses that happen to be circulating. Now, infectious bronchitis by itself can cause significant losses, but I've had veterinarians also tell me that the secondary infections associated with IB can be just as bad. Can you speak to that at all? Sure. Bronchitis is a what we call a primary pathogen, so it can infect a healthy bird. It can cause damage in the upper respiratory tract. That opens the door for these secondary pathogens like an E. coli or or you know, other bacteria that can come in and infect the bird and cause even more damage. When that happens, a lot of times toxins are produced, the bacteria will go systemic, we'll get uh, condemnations at the processing plant, and it can lead to a lot of losses. So controlling bronchitis is important in that regard because if we can stop the initial infection, we can prevent the secondaries. And as the industry now is moving toward even more judicious use of antibiotics, uh, and in some cases eliminating them altogether, does that open the door for more bugs such as infectious bronchitis? I know that that's a virus and obviously antibiotics control bacteria, but you get into these secondary sure. infections. Yeah, and, and I think the point there is that we're gonna have to do an even better job now of controlling the primary pathogens like infectious bronchitis virus with the vaccines that we have available because our tools downstream to, to treat the secondary pathogens like an E. coli or what have you are going to be limited. Yep. And it's going to be a big deal. It really is. I think we're going to have to really uh, look at our programs and do a much better job of vaccinating.